0: Last week, I promised that we would dive into the nourishing waters of this beloved verse this week, and so let's start by just saying it aloud together, and this is something that is accessible, possible for people of all ages. So everyone in the room, I invite you to join me. I'll say it first and ask you to respond. What does God require of you? What does God require of you? Do justice. Love kindness, love, kindness. Walk, humbly with your God. walk humbly with your God. And altogether, what does God require of you? Do justice, love, love kindness, walk humbly with your God. These words are crisp and clean like the freshness of autumn air. They're gorgeous like a brilliant shock of red leaves amidst deep evergreens, and they're surprisingly simple and shockingly complex to live out. These words take living with to be truly understood, and understanding them, I think, is a whole life's task, much less living them. (laughs) Perhaps we would do well to carry these words around with us everywhere we go, to write them on our hearts and on our doorposts to teach them to our children. What does God require of you? Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with your God. Deceptively complex and profoundly true. Now the setup to all this loveliness contained in just this one verse is humanity's response to the case that God has brought against them you recall, if you were here last week, you'll remember that the setting for these verses is a courtroom drama, and God is not the judge, as we often think of God. God is the plaintiff, and humanity is the defendant, the ones against whom God is bringing a case. And God calls on all of creation to be jury and judge. All of creation hears the case and is called on by God to rule. Like this beloved verse that we just read together, humanity's response, which immediately precedes it, also begins with a question. But it's a different one. Humanity begins with, what shall I come before God and bow myself before God on high? With what shall I come? And this week I've become aware that I've always heard this question as sincere And earnest, even, and perhaps with almost an edge of powerless despair, just a deep unknowing, with what shall I come? Shall I come before God with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? And this week, I've become aware, placing these verses in their courtroom context of the possibility of a defensiveness on the part of humanity. I'm hearing it for the first time. With what shall I come? Will God be pleased with thousands of ramps? Hmm? Maybe it's simply because humanity is so explicitly the defendant in this trauma, but I'm hearing some defensiveness for the first time. I hear sort of an edge to the tone, at least a possibility. We don't actually know, right? More exasperation than helpless despair. With what shall I come? Will God be pleased with 10,000 rivers of oil? And more than sincerity, I hear at least the possibility of something that's almost taunting. Can you hear it? Shall I give the firstborn of my body for my transgressions? Is that what you want? Hmm? So I'm struck this week by humanity's question, with what, with what shall I come? And then humanity's offerings, which are things each a concrete thing or thousands of things, like those thousands of rams. And each thing that humanity suggests as an offering is just a little bit bigger and maybe slightly more ludicrous than the one before it, like those 10,000 rivers of oil. I'm not sure how they're going to pull that one off. And finally, each thing on this list that humanity offers in its defense is something that could be checked off a list. Given, then done. But God doesn't appear to desire anything that can be checked off a list. God has told you, O mortal, what is good. And what does God require of you? Let's do it again. Do justice. Love kindness. Walk humbly with your God. First, do justice. This is a matter of doing action, of response. It includes lots of things, but certainly involves research and reflection, stepping outside our comfort zones to talk with those affecting and those being affected by our choices in the world. It includes assessment, assessing what is the just path and what isn't, and judgment calls, trying our best and screwing up, and trying our best again. It encompasses sacrifice, and advocacy, radical transformation of self and world, and tough choices. It requires speaking hard truths, and silencing seductive falsehoods. This is doing due justice. Second, love kindness. And this is a matter of doing as well, if you think of love as an active verb, which I do. It involves, again, lots of things, not limited to, but including nurturing a kind spirit in oneself, in others, and in the world. It includes showing mercy to others and receiving mercy offered by another. Another. It encompasses reconciliation, forgiveness, mutual care. It requires the extension of grace to others and to self, and a refusal to allow kindness and mercy to go uncelebrated. This is a doing as well. Love, kindness. And finally, walk humbly with your God, and this, I think, is more a matter of being, even as there's some doing wrapped up in it, a particular posture or a way. It involves an attitude of humility and a stance of presence with. It includes seeking God daily, listening for God, sensing God's movements, and a willingness to be in relationship with your God. It encompasses I think a quiet, attentive manner, an active alertness, a commitment to journeying, and a clarity of identity, an identity of being God's own, being one of God's beloved companions. It requires a rejection of a puffed-up chest, nose in the air, strutting ahead, and an equal rejection of slumped shoulders, nose in the dust, shuffling behind. It requires a well-postured walking alongside, walking with. This is being. Walk humbly with your God. What does God require of you? It sounds like it's nothing less than joining God in God's work in the earth, which is... Quite the overwhelming task. Do justice. Love kindness. Walk humbly with your God. Deceptively complex and profoundly true. Let's revisit the opening question then of this short passage that we heard from Micah. The question that humanity voices in its own defense. With what shall I come before God? With what? Nothing, it turns out. At least nothing that can be counted and held and offered and checked off a list. Our hands should be empty. Instead, we're to come before God with our lives, our very lives bared open for God to see and to delight in our doing and our being, our choosing and our wayfaring. This is what God requires, according to the prophet Micah. And before I close, I want to explore that word require for a moment. Because it is so strong. Here I'm reliant on Hebrew language scholars, having never studied the language myself. In fact, Adam opened up a whole new interpretation of this text to me this week that led me to seek out what some of the ancient rabbis have said about various options on how this could be translated. But this word require... The subtle nuances of the strong Hebrew word, because the Hebrew word is strong as well, darash. And the layers seem fascinating to me here. Require almost misses the heart of it in English, according to at least one commentator, because it makes us think of rules and grading. It takes us right back to school, where you need to know what the requirements are, and then you have to meet the requirements, and then you get graded upon whether you've met the requirements or failed to meet the requirements. Instead, the word darash has undertones of affection or the healthiest sort of dependency. As in, the child requires its parents' love. Or the flower requires rain and sunshine and good soil. There's a mood of seeking in darash. Lovers seek each other out, and a shepherd seeks their lost sheep. And in the First Testament, both situations use darash. So when God requires us to do justice, love kindness, and to walk humbly with God, it isn't that God insists on or demands them. But God seeks them and yearns for them and frankly needs them from us in the best possible sense as intimate partners in this adventure together of living God's reign. So what does God long for? What does God need from us? What does God seek alongside us? What does God require of us? Do justice. Love kindness. Kindness. Walk humbly with your God. Deceptively complex and profoundly true. This is the way in the spirit of Jesus the Christ, and the way and the spirit of God's joyous jubilee, a way of doing justice, of loving actively kindness, and walking walking humbly with God. I recall once being challenged to admit that the New Testament doesn't really tell us a thing about what went on in Jesus' head and heart. As a Christian, this is a challenging one to even be. did a little head spin for me. I was encouraged to look to the Hebrew Bible for that, the Older Testament, the First Testament. Those are the scriptures that Jesus grew up with. Those are the scriptures that he heard over and over as a young child in the temple. Those are the scriptures that provided story and guidance for meaning and meaning for his life, those are the scriptures that swirled around in his head and his heart as he came to understand himself and his mission in the world. Those are the scriptures that he prayed, that he wrestled with, that he debated the meaning of. And so it seems appropriate, therefore, to dwell with Micah and other Hebrew Bible prophets and readings as we seek to walk in the way and the spirit of Jesus the Christ. For surely Jesus, too, pondered These words in his heart pondered what it meant to live them, to practice them, and to live their call in his life. With what shall I come before God and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before God with burnt offerings? With calves a year old? Will God be pleased? With thousands of rams? With ten thousand rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn? For my transgressions, the fruit of my body, for the sin of my soul? God has told you, O mortal, what is good? God has told you, O mortal, what is good? Mortals, you wake out there, God has told you. What is good? And what does God require of you? Do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with your God. May it be so. Day in, day out, tomorrow, the next day, next week, next month, next year. Hope to keep me doing this with you for a long time to come. May it be so.